Good morning, Vision Church. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. This is Resurrection Sunday. He is alive. Hallelujah. This is an important day for the believer. Amen. Our Lord and Savior has risen from the grave. Amen. And I'm excited. Amen. I know it's early, but amen. We come to praise God this morning. Amen. To celebrate his life. Amen. And so I'm your host, Reverend Alonzo Stewart. Amen. The praise team, we're going to sing. We're going to worship. Amen. And then our pastor's going to lead us in an awesome word. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Let's praise him this morning. Amen. Amen. And so right before we sing, amen, we're going to take a moment uh, to connect with God and pray and ask him to remove anything that would hinder you from worshiping and praising. Amen. I know it's early. I know you still got a little sleepiness in your in your mind and in your heart, but we're going to ask God to remove it. Amen. So that we can freely worship him because he is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, God, for allowing us another opportunity to bless you, to, to honor you, God, to praise your holy name for what you have done for us. God, we thank you right now, God, that you sacrificed your life, God, so that we can live, God, and we love you this morning. So this morning we ask you, Lord, that you remove that sleepy spirit out of our hearts and minds. God, we pray that you remove it away from us, God. Help us to get excited, God, of what you have done for us. God, we make it personal this morning because, Lord, you did it for us. And so, Lord, have your way in this service. Bless our pastor to give us a word god we love you in jesus name and every heart said amen come on amen amen hallelujah 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 <laughs> let's worship the lord on this morning Thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping, so you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for, so you sacrificed your life so I can be. Oh, 
can be so I can be so I can tell everyone I know you thought I was worth saving so you came so you came and changed my life you thought, you thought I was worth keeping so you cleaned me up inside so you cleaned me up inside you thought I was you thought I Let's just give him a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's praise him. Forever. 
Let's give him thanks. Come on. You deserve the glory. You deserve the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's just real quick for a moment just lift our hands to the Lord and just tell him thank you. For the Bible does declare that early on the third day, Sunday morning, he got up with all power. He's not here, he has risen. And we're grateful and thankful that in 2022, we can still celebrate that story. Give God a hand clap of praise, will you? My goodness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to thank you this morning, all of you, for showing up. Amen. I know. Amen. <laughs> I know it's early. Amen. But, uh, you know, it says early Sunday morning, he got up. Amen. With all power in his hand. It said early. That's what it said. Before the sun, you know. Amen. The S-O-N rose before the S-U-N. Y'all with me? And he rose with all power in his hands. And I know it's kind of crazy to be here at 6 a.m., I thought about canceling. I thought about moving the time a couple times. Amen. But I decided to keep going with it. Amen. This is how the rapture going to be. We're the only ones going to make it. <laughs> Come on, give God a hand clap and pray. Aren't you glad you're going to be going to heaven, y'all? Amen. Now, all the mother folk, I don't know where they're going to be. But I know one thing, we made it. Come on, tell your neighbor we made it, y'all. My goodness, we made it. So the rapture, um, she ain't going to make it. She ain't going to make it, y'all. So, amen. She might as well forget it. Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. I know what it is, you know. Y'all wouldn't believe this. I set two alarms. One was for 4.06 and one was for 4.26 p.m. <laughs> Amen. And then <laughs> I woke up at 3 and then I went back to sleep. And then the Lord woke me up at five. Give God a hand clap and praise for that. And so here we are to celebrate Resurrection Sunday morning. And I'm grateful, amen, that God is here with us, amen. If you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to the book of Mark. Mark, listen, those of you who've been here for, for revival all week, thank you so much. Praise team, thank you. So this should just be the icing on the cake. Everyone stand for the reading of God's word. Amen. Mark chapter 16, verse 6. 
And it says, and he said to them, that being the angel, do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who has been crucified. Fact. He has risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. I want to talk about this morning because he lives. Come on and help me somebody. Because he lives. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your grace and mercy. I ask for the forgiveness of my sins. Clear my mind and my heart, Lord. Allow me to preach your word with clarity, conviction, and power. Thank you for this week of revival. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done up until this point. You rose from the dead, and we thank you. Forgive us all, Lord. Let us receive a word from you today in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. Because he lives. Thank you, ushers. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Come on and help me somebody. Because he lives, I have no more sorrow. Because he lives, amen, you and I have eternal life. And because he lives, amen, life, amen, is not the same. Maybe today you may have wondered about what it is on what the truest meaning of the resurrection is. Uh, thank you, ushers. Every year we celebrate because without the resurrection, our faith is in vain. Without the resurrection, we're doomed to darkness. Uh, I want to say to somebody here today, the reason that you and I can pray the reason why, the reason we can get through to God, it is because of the resurrection. The birth of Jesus is a very important thing. But the resurrection is equally important because without the resurrection, because he lives, we have a free access to the Father. Because he lives, amen, we can keep going on. Jesus had given his life, y'all, as a ransom. The Bible declares that he was buried in a borrowed tomb. Borrowed because he wouldn't need it that long. If you ever notice, even the cross Amen. Even what Jesus went through was temporary so that we can have a permanent salvation. I don't know about you this morning because I want to say this because he lives. Hallelujah. I can pray. I can praise. I can, listen, I can go through this life understanding that God will never leave me. 
Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. The Bible declares that when the Sabbath was over in verse 1 that Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they might come and anoint him. You see, they knew what Jesus said, but like all of us, they were thinking in the natural. He told them that he would ra ra raise from the dead. He, he told them that this was going to happen, but, but they still had a backup plan. Can I help you with something? If you read something in the word, you don't need a backup plan. If he said he's going to raise in three days, you take that to the bank. And I understand what they meant. But if Jesus tell you to come as you are, you come as you are. I wish I had somebody. And, 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 and the neat thing about this is that here's what I found out. It wasn't his disciples that was running to the grave. No. They thought it was over. You got to get the prelude before you get to the main subject here and understand that Jesus had told his disciples that this and such was going to happen. And what did they do? They stayed in the bed. I wish I had somebody. They didn't want to get up at 6 a.m. to make it to the tomb. Do I have a witness? They felt like it's not necessary because he's dead. Can I tell you something? He lives this morning. And because he lives, amen, life, come on somebody, can be better. The text says they were heading to the tomb. And if you look at verse 3, they had a conversation on the way to the tomb. The text says they were saying to one another, who will roll away? These girls are loyal. I wish I had somebody. <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time. Uh-uh, it ain't that song. These girls are loyal. And the reason why they're loyal is because they could have stayed in the bed. One thing about women I find out in church, they're loyal. Story's still the same. It has not changed. Do I have a witness? Now, we got a few loyal men, but we got some loyal women in this church. I'm going to say it one more time. We got some loyal women in this church. I'm going to say it one more time see if you catch it. I said we got some loyal women in this church that don't mind getting up at 6 a.m. But then we got some loyal brothers. Come on, brothers. Amen. Impact men. Amen. We decided that we're going to be here. Come on, somebody. Text says they had an obstacle before them. I'm almost done. Amen. Don't worry. Breakfast is coming. I, trust me, when I pray that prayer, <laughs> we all going to say amen. <laughs> amen. Watch this. They had an obstacle. May I ask you a question? How many obstacles did you have this morning to come to Jesus? Trying to find that shoe? Thinking you forgot something. You know, I, my brain don't work so well early, early, early. But it work early if I'm just chilling at the house. But when you get ready to go somewhere, it seems like you forget everything. Some of you forgot your grease. 
Some of you left a half an eyebrow on top of the thing and you got to go back and get it. A shoe. <laughs> Amen. Brothers came out with two different color shoes, different color socks because you know we colorblind. Obst tell your neighbor obstacles. They were wondering. They said, now who is going to roll away so, so the tomb, I had a picture I was going to put up there. The tomb looked like there's a, there's a stone that they would roll over the tomb to keep it sealed. And they had guards all in front of them guarding the tomb of Jesus. But the Bible does declare they got hit with a divine disease. And that stone just rolled away. The text says they were wondering. These girls are loyal. The stone, who's, who will roll? Where are the brothers at? You understand what I'm saying? Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. They thought to themselves, in spite of the obstacle, that they would press their way. What did they have in mind? I ain't talking about no little stone, y'all. I'm talking about this thing is huge. One thing about a woman, I tell you, no matter how hard the task is, pastor, we can do it. Lord have mercy. We could do this. Come on, somebody. Y'all following me with this? I'm feeling myself this morning here. I feel good now. Look, look at the text. The text says they, they wondered who would roll, who would, who, who would roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb. Verse 4 says, looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, although it was. Boy, I want to tell you something about faith in action. That's faith. And because he lived, we can have faith in action. Because he lives, when you step out on faith, you will see it happen. Tell your neighbor, you will see it happen. Imagine that. Imagine the obstacles that you face this morning in your life. Imagine if you had a resurrection mindset Moving tomorrow morning in your situation, at your job, in your circumstances, in life. If you were to move and operate as if the stone had already been rolled. Because he lives. Those burdens can roll away. Because he lives. Those obstacles will move out the way. Come on somebody. Because he lives. Text. The text says in verse 5, it didn't say it was large in verse 4. It says it was extremely large. Is that what it said? It says it was extreme. Can I ask you a question? What extremities do you have in your life today? What things are so big that you see it seems impossible this morning? Are you with me? Can I help you with something? Because he lives, it can move out the way. 
Don't ever underestimate the power of the resurrection, y'all. Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering so that I may have free access to him. Tell your neighbor, because he lives. These disciples, boy, they get me every time on resurrection morning. I'm going to say it, they were cowards. They gave up on the master. You know why I say that? Because if you keep reading, you'll understand that they went fishing. They were thinking more of themselves than they were the master. Jesus washed their feet, fed them the Lord's Supper, went through Holy Week revival with them, and still, these girls, were loyal. Ain't that something? Then at the foot of the cross, you got three Marys. Mary, Mary, and Mary. Something about Mary. Mary the prostitute. <laughs> Mary with the demon. You know what I found out? You know why they were loyal? Because of what they've been through. You know why you show up every Sunday and can show up at 6 a.m. on this Sunday? Yeah, I was going to cancel it. I was going to change the time. But you know what? I'm glad I didn't. I get to see something. Hey, what has he done for you? What has he done for you? You know what you can tell can I help you out with something you don't have to prove nothing to no man listen if he loves you he gonna show it to you hey I wish I had somebody I'm trying to help you with something you don't have to put yourself out there like that if you're loyal then you will get some reciprocation you ain't got to prove yourself to nobody but because of what Jesus brought, imagine Mary with the demons. Lost her mind, or ever-loving mind. And here she is with some spices in her hand, and she's running to the tomb. Why? Because she appreciates what Jesus has done for her. Boy, if you need a lesson, there it is. I thank Jesus this morning. I want to tell you, y'all, I love him, y'all. There's nothing I wouldn't do for the Lord. And even though sometimes the journey gets tough, even though we got to deal with all kinds of stuff, it is because I remember how he saved me, how he delivered me, how he set me free, how he broke the chains of sin in my life, and how he brought me to where I am today. I've never heard a person say to me, He's an humble man until this week. Sometimes God keep those accolades from you. But here's the thing. You know what I want to say? You know what I want to say? What I why I just said that? Because that's what I've been striving to do my whole life. Since I've been saved. Lord, let it be less of me and more of you. Less of me 
more of you. And sometimes we want accolades to keep us going, but listen, if you keep living for him, he'll show you. And then other people will validate what's in you. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Do I have a witness? I'm going on. Verse 5 says, they entered the tomb and they saw a young man sitting at the right wearing a white robe. And they were amazed. And what did he say? He said to them what? He said to them what? Do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene. Are you seeing that? You see that? He said, do not be amazed. And so because he lives, write this number down, number two, I guess it's number two. Fear has been defeated. <laughs> do not be afraid. This word in the Greek means to be thrown into terror. To be, in, to, to be in an amazement, to be alarmed, to be terrified, to be struck with fear because he lives. I tell your neighbor, fear has been defeated. You don't have to be afraid of anything. And especially you don't have to be afraid of the things that you don't feel that you're good enough to do. I wish I had somebody. You with me? Because he lives, he says, I don't want you operating in fear. I want you to operate in, in faith. Fear has been defeated. Ah, look what he says. He says, you are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene who has been crucified. Fact. He's been crucified. Fact. The tomb is empty. Fact. That the angel is there speaking to them. It's not. There wasn't on crack or anything else. <laughs> so you know, you hear people talking and ain't nobody there. <laughs> don't, don't answer back. Because <laughs> if you start talking back to what you don't see, there's something wrong. But these women are in the tomb of Jesus. Imagine in the tomb, the smell of myrrh is permeating the tomb. The body is not, had not decayed or even got into that postmortem piece. But here's what I'm trying to say to you today. I'm trying to help you to understand that because he lives, you don't have to fear because sin has been defeated. Write that down. Sin and the stench of it has been defeated. Listen, listen, can I help you with something? The only reason you stay out is because you make a choice not to repent. Your sins have been forgiven past, present, and future. In theology, we call that soteriology. <laughs> I wish I had somebody. On the street, we call that we just forgiven. <laughs> Amen. And sin can no longer hold you bound. 
Why do you think the devil mad at you? Imagine having everything you need and then the devil knowing that you have everything you need and then he keeps trying to keep you from everything that you have. Why would he do that? Have you ever felt defeated? <laughs> Come on, somebody. Have you ever felt defeated? You should not feel defeated. Especially if sin has been defeated. Jesus dealt the blow to sin at Calvary. The only reason why sin is allowed to operate is because we have given it permission. What are you saying, Pastor? What are you saying? I'm saying those sins that we are responsible for. You can't help that your sin nature is still there. You can't help that your flesh is weak. You can't help that, but I'm just saying the flesh is always going to try to pull you down. But because he lives, sin has been defeated. You are no longer defeated. Are you with me? Text goes on to say, he is or has risen. Write this down. Death and Satan has been defeated. Lord Jesus. Lord, if I could just preach it like I feel it, Lord. Can I tell you something? Don't you ever fear death. As a believer, that is. Death is just a means to transfer you from this life to the next. The Bible says that Jesus took the sting out of death. The rich man and Lazarus gives us a picture of what it looks like. The Bible says that the rich man died. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he just died. Lazarus was ushered. He had a holy ushering into the presence of God. And can I help somebody here today? That Satan wants you still to believe that he has power. But on the hill called Golgotha, he was defeated. But at the tomb three days later, guess what? He was really defeated. He was dealt a blow, a fatal blow. But can I help somebody with something? He's still alive today, though. You got to understand that Satan's destruction would not come until the end, the end end. But right now, he's allowed to roam the earth. He's got access to heaven and earth, but he's defeated. The only power he has is the one that you give him. But resurrection morning, Satan was defeated. Satan thought that Jesus was going to stay in that grave. So guess what he did? He causes the officials to pay the soldiers to lie and say that the Christians stole the body of Jesus.
if Jesus wasn't really risen, why pay to lie about the empty tomb? Let me help you with something. In those times, if you lose your prisoner, it was death for you. So rather than kill all of them and admit that the tomb was empty. Come on, somebody. Satan has been trying to mess up our Christian faith for a long time with lies and deception. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You got to be careful that oftentimes, sometimes, we're looking at things from his vantage point. But no, they couldn't keep this story as a lie. Because the scripture says, and it was validated by a heavenly host, an angel. It couldn't come from man. It had to come from a heavenly angel. The angel's word is, he has risen. Do I have a witness here today? Can I help somebody? I don't know what this means to you, but I thank God that death and Satan has been defeated. Can I help you with something? Satan wants you to live a lie. He wants you to believe a lie. But I stop by to tell you that death can't hold me. Satan no longer has any power in my life. He knows this. So what he does is he frustrates the rest of your life. Here's what he does. He uses people that he owns. Yeah, I wish I had somebody. I swear he gets into the radiator and the starter. I promise you he knows how to get into the washer and the dryer. I want to help somebody to let you know that this sucker is slick. But when you're defeated, what do you do? You make everybody else's life miserable. So I stop by to tell you, you might as well start praising God. Because you are no longer defeated. Sometimes we act like we're defeated. When it's really Satan who's defeated. Do I have a witness? Text says he's not here. He has risen. He's not here. Behold. Here is the place. Where they laid him. Tell your neighbor we got proof. Can I tell you lastly? Hey. Because he lives. Write this down. Salvation. Is available to all who believe. Salvation is available to all who believe. If we don't have proof, can I get some proof here today? Can anybody here testify this morning that salvation is real? How do you know? That your salvation is real. I don't walk like I used to walk. 
I don't talk like I used to talk. I don't think like I used to think. Come on, somebody. I can love the unlovable. Come on, somebody. I can praise him in spite of. His resurrection means life for us. And now the next time we come to the tomb, we should have a different expectation. But you see, if Christ be not risen, we have no guarantee of resurrection. Our preaching is in vain. Our faith is in vain. We are liars because we have preached this doctrine of resurrection. If Christ be not risen, we are yet in our sins. If Christ be not risen, all the dead will perish. If Christ be not risen, we have no hope. If Christ be not risen, we are plain fools. That's not the case though. Because we have a divine testimony that he's not here. Tell your neighbor he's risen. I thank God in Jesus Christ that about 2,000 years ago <laughs> on a hill called Calvary, they hung him high. They stretched him wide. They dropped him low. They put him in a borrowed tomb. But early, I said early, like right now early, Sunday morning, he got up with all power. Do I have anybody here this morning who can testify with me that he got up with all power? Resurrection means something. Resurrection means something. It means, <laughs> hallelujah, that one day we're going to heaven. One day no more crying. One day no more pain. One day no more suffering. One day we don't have to get up and put on these clothes. One day we'll be with Jesus. Do I have a witness here today? Do I have anybody this morning who wanna testify with me? Who wanna shout and praise with me that he's not here, he's risen. Come on and praise him tonight, this morning. Come on and tell him thank you. Come on and tell him thank you for raising from the dead. Why? He's not here. He has risen. And can I tell you something? You have resurrection power. What you have in you, it always amazes me. It always amazes me. I ask the Lord all the time. How is it that we keep coming back? Why do we keep coming back? He said because of resurrection power. You see. Because he lives. You have the Holy Spirit in you. You have a new spirit. Salvation brought 133 things.
grace and mercy, propitiation, reconciliation, justification. Come on, somebody. Mercy, grace, angels all around you. Amen. The Holy Spirit living in you. So because he lives, you have the power to live. No longer defeated. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. And I thank God this morning for Jesus. And I know it's early, but I'm thankful. Amen. Y'all look good at early in the morning. Amen. Shoot, y'all don't look defeated. Amen. Amen. Some of you slept like this, but uh, it's all right. <laughs> early. Sunday morning, he got up with all power. Give him a hand clap of praise. Hey, Amen. if you need prayer this morning, I want to pray for you on this resurrection morning. Um, thanking God for what he did. All right? Praying for you. All right? Prayer. Prayer. Amen. Prayer. Prayer and prayer. Amen. No, we can do some prayer, some resurrection prayer. Amen. Listen, I want you to know something. Don't think about this day, what we did all week. The only reason I'm standing this morning is because of all this week. It's impossible to sit under the word of God and stay the same. The natural mind says to you, man, I'm tired. That's the flesh. Seriously. Whenever you sit under the word of God, it should bring life to you. Preaching gives you life. And Paul, Paul says, listen, how can they hear without a preacher? How can they preach if they had not been sent? That's the problem right there. Because some believe they're sent. But they weren't sent at all. Preaching gives you life. Changes you. It makes you a different person. Amen. Because all of a sudden it starts getting into your heart and down in your, in your cells. That's why it says the word of God is living and active. Pierces. As far as the division of bone and marrow. You know what that is? That's the white part of your bone. When you break your bone... Gets down into your marrows, to your cells. It changes you. And we just want to thank the Lord today. Father, we thank you for those that are asking for prayer this morning. Those that are seeking you for something. But God, you know what that is. And on this Resurrection Sunday morning, Lord, we are declaring that whatever it is, it has been defeated. Death. And now we come alive. Let us have a freshness about our faith. Let us have a renewal of our minds, Lord. So that we can live. And because you live, God, we can live. Thank you. We love you. We praise you. We give you honor and glory. And Father, today as we come to the close of our 40 days of 
road to resurrection fast. Lord, I know we're happy. But Lord, I thank you for the sacrifice. Just looking at those things in front of me every day. The food, the forbidden food, and just going through the temptation, Lord. It was rough, but we made it. Thank you. We can eat them burgers now, Lord. We can eat them pork chops now, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You got to talk to the Lord about everything, y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, listen. You don't understand. Six o'clock became an idol. <laughs> okay. Seriously, I, I I promise you, I'm gonna look. I ain't gonna look at six o'clock the same anymore. <laughs> For real, because six o'clock became the object of my affection. Amen. And so, but I thank God. That we made it. Give God a hand clap praise. Now, we have a shindig in the, um, in the, um, in the cafe. Amen. And we're getting ready to go eat. Amen. Right, sister? And drink coffee. We can drink coffee now. So we got eggs. We get, listen, meet me in the cafe. We're going to eat a little bit. Amen. Come on, let's stand to be dismissed. Make sure we lock the front. Thank you, those watching online. If you were here, you get you some food. Amen. We've had our spiritual food. Nah, we're good. Amen. Ain't that something? I, I so want to eat. I ain't taking up no offering. Amen. <laughs> if you're leaving now, leave something. Amen. But, but, but listen, it's time to eat, y'all. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. You've given us life. You've given us everything we need to live this life. Thank you. Now, Lord, honor our fast, Lord. Lord, what we've been believing you for, God, let it begin to manifest. We know that after you fasted 40 days and 40 nights, the devil showed up. But God, we're not going to be superstitious and believe that. But we're going to be ready. We're going to have the full armor on. Give everyone here their request. Everything they ask for, may they start checking it off because they have sacrificed. Bless the food that we're about to receive for the nourishing of our bodies, Lord. And bless our 11 a.m. service. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. Vision Church, win, disciple, develop. God bless you. See you at breakfast.